Actually, my name is Craig Schwartz, Dr. Lester. Damn, you're good. <laughs> I was trying to trick you. <laughs> it's my livelihood, do you understand? It's my head! That was no simulation! Malkovich! Malkovich, 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 Just kidding. Welcome back to Cocktail Cinema. I am your first favorite bartender, your third favorite author, and me and the rubber band are having an amicable breakup. Oh, no more? That was a short-lived little... Yeah, I told you, it was a short-term romantic relationship. And here to comfort me in my moment of need are Greg and Shasti. What's up, what's up? And today... We are going to be reviewing Being John Malkovich. Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. Malkovich! <laughs> so, Being John Malkovich came out in 1999. It is the the feature film debut for both Spike Jones and Charlie Kaufman. So, a couple of a couple of titans having their having their first go at things, and it's yeah. definitely a, a film. <laughs> it is an impression. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so this movie had a budget of thirteen million dollars and had a box office of thirty-two point five million. So respectable decent return, yeah. decent return for a first film. That's respectable. Yeah, first-time director. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. Come on. And for this to be Kaufman's first, like his first foray into into major films, it's a big deal. That's that's a lot of that's something to be proud of. Do you think they talked a little bit about putting John Malkovich on the title about that? You know, I'm sure they did. I'm <laughs> sure they had a couple of conversations about all the people that are in this movie. Greg, you want to tell us who's in this movie? I would love to. Um, John Malkovich. Malkovich really? Malkovich. Malkovich! <laughs> um, Catherine Keener, uh, in my opinion, plays the lone wolf as Maxine. She is the most important part of this film. Um, John Cusack and Cameron Diaz play Craig and Lottie Schwartz. Husband and wife. Um, Orson Bean is Dr. Lester. Mary Kay places Florist. Charlie Sheen as Charlie Sheen. Yeah, I like that part. <laughs> and uh, Burn Piven. Jeremy Piven's dad as uh, Captain Captain Merton. Lester of Lester Corp. <laughs> yeah. I never knew that. Cool stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, digging. It's, uh, it's definitely a hometown film, then, right? Who's digging Piven? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right but I'm, I'm gonna need to have a drink before i before i right, do the speed summary it's understandable so today folks we're actually doing a uh a personal recipe of mine i call this the being john sangria just because i'm bad with names um so what you've got going here is an a half ounce of brandy dealer's choice half ounce of triple sec an ounce of pineapple juice half an ounce of oj and we did about two ounces of uh you can use sprite or today we use the lemonade sprite the new one just to try her out and then another about two to three ounces of pinot noir normally you do a heavier or a meatier red wine uh but john malkovich really enjoys pinot noir so, in honor of the titular character, there is your being John Sangria. Mm. It plays well, too. It is kind of a uh, dark noir film, huh? You could say so. It's really something. Yeah, that, that wine is very forward. Um, if you want to mix it up, Shasti, 
get some of that fruit to the top. I like to float my sangrias, but it's not really the best way to drink them. Oh, they pretty. just look really pretty. Um, so what we do in the business is, is we just stick a pen into your drink <laughs> and we stir it up. <laughs> no, uh, I, I like to float my sangrias. They're, they're very pretty looking, uh, but it is a very impractical way to drink one. So now on for the second sip when everything's... There's the flavor I was looking for. There's a flavor. There we go. I'm actually really happy with that. Um, I was concerned a little bit about the lemonade Sprite, but it, it, it blends. It gives it, we didn't add any lemon juice. Mm. So there, it gives a little bit of that extra citrus. Like getting, getting extra sugar from other places. It's called yeah. only coming from one spot this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not Easy bad for your body. Like I said, uh, red sangrias tend to be a little bit heavier just cause you're using a cab or, um, if you want a real secret of the business, get yourself a port, get yourself a Sandman. Uh, and only use like an ounce at a time. It will elevate your game like a motherfucker. Mm. Like a mother. Mm. You want the extra uh, <laughs> element of the game. They use all the extra stuff that they didn't use the night before into pouring your sangria <laughs> at a bar. <laughs> sort of. Kind of bubble. <laughs> we, like to, we like to marinate our That's stuff. That's like the slow cook. Yeah, or the marinade. <laughs> it's always better the second. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That marinated fruit. Drunken cherries, drunken oranges. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's just it's just fermenting to more booze. <laughs> right. So, it's so just it just it turns the sugar. Yeah. It's it's great. All right. So now that I have a little bit of uh, an adult beverage in my system, time for my speed summary. Okay. John Cusack and his really stringy hair is married to Cameron Diaz, and he's a failing puppeteer. He gets a job on a really weird staff uh, and he discovers in his office there is a portal into the mind of John Malkovich over the next hour you will be confused and bamboozled and you will watch two people technically be kidnapped and then at the end the old people get what they want John Cusack's wife becomes a lesbian and John Cusack is left alone and trapped in someone's mind it's very confusing Stick with us. Have a drink. It's going to be a fun one. <laughs> All right. Well, you put that pretty well. You know, you, you, you cut all the main shots and points of this one. But before... God, I had to. I don't know. There's so much that goes into it. Like I said before, um, Catherine Keener as Maxine, when I said she was the main focal point of this whole movie, outside of being John Malkovich, mm -hmm. it's, it's because she's thrusted into a certain type of love triangle mm -hmm. between John Malkovich and his wife played by a the incomparable Cameron, Cameron Diaz. Diaz but she's not the Cameron Diaz you, you would know and see you know she's yeah. coming off of some of the movies that she's done she's mm -hmm. very stringy she's weird she's a uh, this is like right after like Cameron Diaz in the mask. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a few and I, years later. I, I, so, right around the time of, of like something about Mary too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where yeah. she's like the love craze. Mm -hmm. Like everybody's she chasing She was a, her. a sex icon in, mm -hmm. that, in yeah. that day and age. Yeah. She's, she's always the love so, interest. So for the stringy like animal rescuer mm -hmm. who has a chimp who wears yep. a diaper as her, you know, right. their son yeah. pretty much. Yeah. That good, that's a good jumping off point for me at least. Um, this film is a lot of clutter. And I yeah. thought that the yeah. chimpanzee, the talking <laughs> parrot, the the house where he sleeps, she's always doing something, and there's uh, animals everywhere. Um, I thought that is kind of the beginning story of mm. their lack of 
passion in their own relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's kind of evident up front. Yeah. And that they're both kind of looking for something more. Mm-hmm. She's trying to get his ass out of bed to go get a job. He finds mm-hmm. a job on the seventh, seven and a half floor. It's yeah. Well, I mean, it's, before it's, before it's, we go any further, I, see what I'm saying? It's like, cluttered. It's cluttered. Yeah. There's. <laughs> I think so. This is this is 99, and there's there's a right in the really in the beginning of the the sexual revolution. So I I know I used it kind of as a as a punchline earlier, but there is there's a surprising narrative in this movie that it's an unspoken narrative about sexuality and I think it starts with her pets. Mm-hmm. I think because in the 90s, you know, uh, transsexuals and even to some extent gays and lesbians were still seen as kind of weird and strange. Our introduction to her as a character is her raising a chimpanzee, uh, a ferret, a parrot, and there's a, there's like another weird animal. And it, it gets like you're on board with her character being this strange. <laughs> Sorry, and then when she, when she says, I think I'm a transsexual, you don't like, that is not the focus of the sentence. Yeah. For, for me, I don't, I don't think, and there's really no way to prove this unless mm. we talk to Spike or, or Charlie, yeah. you know what I mean? But really, I think just from a writing standpoint that there's no connection there mm-hmm. at all. I think it's, okay. I think it's that they live in Manhattan mm-hmm. and the story you get shot out of John Malkovich's mind on, on the curb by the Jersey Turnpike. Yeah. They have to get back to Manhattan. It's like you have neighbors. Mm-hmm. There's people stacked on top of each other yeah. and Manhattan, you know, more than anywhere. I think it's almost like they had to write that end when he ties up his wife yeah. in a cage <laughs> and she's screaming. It just becomes normal racket like mm-hmm. any other day of the week. Yeah. yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I'm, yeah. There's no way to, yeah. there's no way to tell that, but I was, I was, I was thinking that this time when I was watching, I mean, I was the, like, the neighbor is definitely just like, like giving, up, giving plausibility mm-hmm. to the fact that he locked Nobody his, his, his old her. lady up. Yeah. In, in the apartment mm-hmm. when there's neighbors above you, below you left and right. Yeah. So. They can hear everything, but it's like interesting. 1999 I, as well. I mean, this is like, you know, RuPaul, you know, mm-hmm. has been coming up through there. So it's 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 not that it's been shown away from, mm-hmm. but this might be the first or you know one of the only times that it hits it, it's hit the silver screen. Yeah, to kind of portray that and the animals. I I I, <laughs> I thought that you were going in, in in a certain way, but then it kind of turned into my head like interspecies erotica <laughs> <laughs> no no i mean we're looking at the time and and who's writing like charlie yeah. kaufman is known for his big brain like galaxy brain ideas and i think i think it's entirely possible for what shasti said and what i said to be his motivations equally like he could have been thinking about both. Like I, he's I that kind yeah, of guy. Yeah. That's what I'm. It's that's yeah. the fun part about analyzing these. You know, oh, absolutely. It could be like a character thing, or just like a ploy to make the yeah, storyline more. A, a, plot, yeah, a, 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 a plot hook. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's known for stacking stuff on top of stuff. Yeah. Kind of like those apartments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Jersey Turnpike thing cracked me up every time. At least they they stood. They stuck by they it. Stood by that. John Malkovich, like for half the movie, is sitting outside of his shitty car, <laughs> like waiting on people to fall out of the sky. It, but it, it was stuck the entire way, whether it be his girlfriend, mm-hmm. the woman he's in love with, some schmo that he just sold two hundred dollar worth yeah. of a trip to John Malkovich's mind from. He was always there, <laughs> right? Them, I suppose you know. 
don't he know. was always there for them. <laughs> the only people he was there for. Right, right. Were coming out of John Malkovich. <laughs> yes. Hmm. Say it again. Coming out of John moving Malkovich. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, this movie is bonkers. Yes. So have either of you seen Sorry to Bother You? By no. Spike no. Uh, Spike uh, Spike Lee. Jones? No, Lee. Uh, Spike no, Lee, no, no. yeah. So the first half of that movie reminds me a lot of the feeling of the first half of this movie, where everything is so somewhat familiar, but it's almost like the sets themselves cross the uh uh what what is it where something's almost too human um uh, uncanny valley so it, it the the set the set the world that we're living in crosses that it's too real but not quite real enough feeling um so it reminded me a lot of that but you get that right off the bat with the puppets because puppets naturally are kind of in that uncanny valley area. Yeah, I feel like that's like Kaufman's you know, very much he's, so. Yeah, he's eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Like, mm-hmm. That's his whole thing is like between reality and like what the mind is capable yeah. of. And yeah, and this, this totally just yeah. jumps in to like beyond con- in between consciousness and like what your actual receptors in your yeah. brains are doing. You know what I mean? There's really no way to justify any of it, even though they break it down. Like when Lester's pulling out the book yeah and showing cameron diaz like like he breaks it down in the movie and it's in its own terms like we yeah. talked before like this movie makes its own terms mm-hmm. says to hell with any how any other movies constructed and yeah. it makes you conform to that like it's yeah absolutely it so, it holds to its own rules and uh it's it's kind of like uh how asimov had had the i think it's the three rules of of ai that uh, or the three rules of technology. He always abided by those rules, but he would he would find ways like he would find loopholes in his own rules. And Kaufman's really good at that. You know, he, this is this is a firm truth in this reality, but this is how we get around. And it. that's kind of you know I'll segment off of that as far as his puppeteering goes. Mm-hmm. Um, in his opening kind of uh, moments, mm-hmm. you know, where he's by himself sweating, you know, leaning over this one guy who's obviously resembles him, him. yeah um he's doing somersaults with a puff you know yeah. as a puppet it's it that doesn't happen you can't like you literally can't like cross kind of stuff like well, that. well <laughs> why am i wrong and then he does he does it he does it with up. malkovich's body i mean well that's what i'm saying at yeah. the end but i mean as far as pushing what's real and what's not mm-hmm. i mean to those crossings of strings really can't go yeah. and so like you're upfront and personal with him saying this movie is not going to be feasible. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not, it's playful. It's fiction. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's doing things that you never would think could be done for film. Yeah. At least. It, yeah. That's how I kind of took it. At least for this movie, because I know there's some haters out there. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. one of the parts that I liked about this movie is the undone, the, the over the top, the pushing the limits mm-hmm. that no one really has touched on. Mm-hmm. And Nikki brought Absolutely. up that dance at the at the end, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think it correlates throughout the the entire movie. Excuse me. Absolutely, absolutely. And it it it. I mean, we've we've watched movies from some really good writers and directors. Like we've seen a couple of Cohen movies. Um, obviously, Robbie Rodriguez and you know Carpenter. People that just know Coppola, who is like the biggest proponent of this movie to actually get produced. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. 
Malkovich said that uh, Coppola hit him up mm-hmm. when he was in France, and he had just flown back, and he's like, like you said, Spike Jones first mm-hmm. first movie, and he said, in my opinion, this is somebody who we're all going to be working for someday. Really, like, including I mean, himself, that's, that's not high, including himself, but price. how he said it to to yeah. John, like to get him on board with mm-hmm. the, the film. This is yeah, kind of it, it, that kind of gives that impression of like. This is a director who's here to stay, mm-hmm. you know, and that's saying that you're saying like before he signed on for the movie. Yeah, that was like Jesus. one of one of his like main proponents. Like he, he 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 said he was getting on a flight from L.A. to go to France, mm-hmm. and that's where he, he alluded later that like he was taking his kids to school one morning or something. Right. I don't know his situation at that time, but that's what he said, and he said that um he was flying there mm-hmm. and he hit up his. Uh, production partner was old like oldest friends in the world ross something mm-hmm. jim ross or something like that so okay. i don't remember his name but he's like i don't have something to read on this flight which is out of the ordinary and he's like oh i've got something for you to read there's a script about <laughs> hey, you oh, no. yeah like, that was the first time he read the screenplay was on a flight and needed something to read and he was okay. so intrigued by it and later in that interview he says you know it's like Spike took out a lot, or Kaufman took out a lot of the jokes, mm-hmm. like mean, nasty jokes about him, not thinking that he already saw, like read the screenplay right, yeah. by that point, and <laughs> was kind of like, why'd you take those out? Like that, if I'm gonna be on board with it, that's the shit that, that, yeah, that should be that. said. Yeah, so, he's trying to trying, you know, for as pretentious of a, an actor that yes, that Malkovich yes, is, yes, yes. that shows a, a, a fair amount of integrity. Mm-hmm. You know, being like, no, no, no. Leave that stuff in. That's what makes it real. And he's like classically trained. Like, yeah, yeah. The, theatrically he is, yeah. trained. He is, like the stuff they talk about. You can like, tell in his in the way he projects. And that, that's the know? thing. It's like imagine even if just any of us were actors. Like, mm-hmm. forget being an accomplished actor. Just somebody yeah. handing you a script that's written about you. Yeah, it has to be the weirdest. Like yeah. this movie is just weird in so many, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. so many ways. That, Especially on a lot of the stuff that they touch on during this movie. I mean, like yeah. when they go at the end, where they're kind of going through his psyche or his, his, mm-hmm. his subliminals. You know, with like him in a corner, like no, his nah, memories, I mean, you know, yeah, kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know. He's he's got to be comfortable in his own skin enough to. First off, let this movie be named like being me. Yeah. Well, he understands second fiction off, too. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. He's like, it's a great piece of fiction. I didn't mm-hmm. even like look too mm-hmm. far yeah. into those. And second off, being able to play himself. Third off, being able to play himself through <laughs> other people's eyes. Fourth off, being yeah. able to look at himself through other people's. Eyes. You mm-hmm. know. Fifth of all, having <laughs> Cusack <laughs> pretend to be Cameron yeah. Diaz, infiltrate his body, and have sex with Maxine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It, it's it's in, inception beyond inception yeah. levels of of inception. Yeah. That's the thing that stands out to me in the movie. Is Same like, with me, dude. Like, what's yeah. what's the worst part about, or what's worse than being home invaded? Is your like My your mind body. being? Invaded. Yeah. What's worse right. than that? Is your mind being invaded while you're in your own home? Yeah. yeah like, which yeah. the first time that happens, he's like in his home eating breakfast. And it seems just like the most like, mm-hmm. and it's not even about like what John, how mm-hmm. he eats his English muffins and orders <laughs> right. his periwinkle towels. It just shows you like, especially at that time in 99, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. internet was a thing, but it wasn't like yeah. as inv- yeah. like, like now you like, there's so many celebrities who aren't even actors. They're just yeah. like in- yeah. internet personalities yeah. or whatever. But it's like, <laughs> it becomes so like, invasive on that level that I feel like people who aren't who weren't alive before the internet you know what mm-hmm. I mean they don't really under, understand like the the way that this this has yeah you get shot out of his mind and you have to get to a payphone mm-hmm. to call for a ride yeah to, yeah you know what I mean I invasive is the right word for this film um, that's I, like you, you mentioned 
the uprising of, of his character and stuff. I yeah. think that's why I love this movie so much mm-hmm. um, is because of the uprising of every character that we see. It's not just John Malkovich. It's not just Cameron Diaz. It's not just uh, Catherine Keener's Maxine. I mean, everybody is switching roles and growing so mm-hmm. much in this hour and 50 minutes that we're... I'm left... You said bamboozled. It's mm-hmm. perfect. But the triangles that are... It, I don't know. It, it's one of those... It's yeah. I, yeah. Don't, I don't even know how to explain there's it. But there's so, so much, much growth, going on, so much growth so in much characters, and and then the weird kind of almost alien esque part where there's a, a fleet of old people that are mm-hmm. trying to invade his next of like kin, reverse it's, cocoon him. Like this movie for for me is one of the most original films that have ever been done in our in our in our time. I, I'd say least. ever. Yeah, yeah it is know, one and, of the and most it will not be redone ever. because it's it, it takes too much risk. Mm-hmm. And no actor besides John Malkovich, I don't think, would ever have that like invasion of mind, yeah, body, yeah. soul, and psyche. You know, I mean, it, well, and that's it's, why it's I love it. It, two things. Two things, really quick. Um, the the first is that again, I will I will continue to compare this to Sorry to Bother You because it is so <laughs> whacked and it is so original. Yeah that I put both these films kind of on that same shelf, which is hyper. I I really loved uh, Sorry to Bother You. Not as big of a fan of this movie, but it's just because it didn't speak to me. Mm -hmm. However, I'll also say this movie has so much to say about sexuality outside of what we've already talked about. And it's not just the transsexuality. No, it is very specifically the home invasion. I'm going to... uh, I'm going to avoid a very specific word because it'll get us demonetized. <laughs> but when your body is invaded by another human being, there's a criminal term for that. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> this movie is very much about that and how it affects the mind, how it affects your uh, your view of yourself, mm-hmm. and how it's basically John Cusack invading... Uh, uh, Malkovich's body and being that, yeah. Can I'm I jump? Can say, I jump yeah, in? Can ahead. I jump in? I'm dying. I'm dying. Right. You ahead. said uh, home in, home invasion, mm-hmm. invasion of oneself. Mm-hmm. That's another part of this film I think that is so crucial. Is that not only are they invading somebody else, but by doing so, they are looking inside their own being. Yeah. Uh, it's a very mirror esque kind of movie, looking at yourself and looking at other people and mm-hmm. looking at both the differences and, and similarities that are surrounded by it. So there's like love, there's passion, mm-hmm. there's hate, mm-hmm. there's jealousy. Um, these are all like core, core yeah. feelings, core, you know, call it what you will, sins mm-hmm. um, that everybody kind of goes through um, to get to their ending point. And it doesn't always work out for yes. everybody, but they're yeah. always... They're always looking to grow even in the mm-hmm. wrong ways. You know, at mm-hmm. least they're moving forward. There's, people grow in the wrong ways a lot in this movie. Yeah. Um, I think the only person who doesn't grow at all is Maxine. And I I wanted to, I I wanted to pose. Okay. So I'm gonna, I was going to ask you, because the way I see her, Maxine is always, Maxine's a grifter. She's always looking for the next score. And sometimes that's just for personal pleasure. And sometimes it's for, for capitalist gain, we'll mm-hmm. say. So... She dumps. <laughs> she refuses <laughs> to go out with John Cusack. He's never attracted to her, and and then she's kind of attracted to uh, Lottie, Lottie, but only through John. Malcolm but yeah, and then she's like hyper 
attracted yes. to her through John Malkovich because she says out loud, she's like, have you ever seen two people at the same time look at, look at you with lust to the same eyes? Mm. And that's what attracts her. And then that's overcome by John Cusack being able to control the body and do what she wants. So they're able to do it on yeah. the on the table and then and then make him eat an omelet off of yeah. it. Yeah. And can do what he wants. It's just down. she's in a she's she's a junkie. Mm. She's just looking for the next best grift, mm. the next best high. So I think I think she's lying at the end of the movie when she says she's actually in love with Lottie. I think it's a bald faced lie. I think she knows Lottie would have killed her. Okay. Um I'm gonna go a little bit before that whole thing works out where actually John turns into or I'm sorry, uh uh John Cusack turns into John Malkovich's mm-hmm. character um and he's he writes off acting. He is now mm-hmm. a puppeteer. He is the main puppeteer. Yeah, yeah. And like they're all pumped about that kind of shit. And he's going on and on and it's like they, a decade like, flies like, by in ten like a, minutes. Uh, what's his name? It's eight, it's eight months specifically. Is eight, it? It's is eight that months. All the, yeah. all the awards. The whole movie takes place Sean, over Sean nine months. Penn yeah. is like. It's, yeah. just, it's just funny because he grows all that, you <laughs> yeah. know, the hair yeah. from here down back to like yeah, his shoulders. It's very like they the, uh, a graphic pops up eight months later, gotcha. and then they've got yeah. the interview. But um, that whole sequence, you know, where it seems like you know, they show the last eight months period on the TV that he's mm-hmm. so pumped to watch, and and uh, um, she's. Maxine is just setting up the she's you know setting up the yeah. baby area nesting you know whatever they turn and say you know uh, she's kind of fell off with her husband mm-hmm. this he doesn't bother him a bit yeah you know until he has all he wanted mm-hmm. and then realized that it was only Maxine and he never really wanted Lottie mm-hmm. but Maxine only wanted Lottie because it they there's a puppet of Lottie in that bed in the crib in yeah the crib where she's kind of coddling or whatever, mm-hmm. and she's so sorry, you know. You're right in the fact that she's a grifter, but I think she, you're wrong in the fact that she's not growing. Fair enough. I, I don't think she's she was she's pigeonholed herself enough into one corner to mm-hmm. not have a way out, mm-hmm. and now she has fucked up so bad on not just one relationship, two relationships, three relationships, and her own relationship with herself. Mm-hmm. That's when she's able to kind of overcome at the end, where it's like. You know, I can see that. I can totally see that. It's, it's interesting. It's, it, I, I think it's your your interpretation is probably more accurate to the script, and I'm I'm being a little too emotional about it. It's a very um, emotional movie. It is. It is, and it it it's. You really can't like anybody in this movie except no, John Malkovich. They're all whiny little assholes. Yeah, the whole, they're the terrible movie, they're people. Even the Horrible. fucking monkeys whining. The, the, okay, the monkey has a reason. The monkey has a traumatic ulcer. flashback. He's got an ulcer. <laughs> no, I, nobody in this movie is likable as a human being. You know, everybody who works in the office is a f- fucking asshole. But everybody wants to be Except for Octavia John Spencer. Octavia Spencer part. in the very best cameo on earth. <laughs> She she's the person who stops the elevator the first time and yeah. pries open the, the elevator doors right, like a blink right. and you'll miss it moment. But so beautiful. Yeah. Like I don't this is ninety nine. Gosh, I didn't know she'd been acting that long. And it's probably just my own ignorance. But yeah, I was She very hasn't like aged at all. No, yeah. not at all. She looks the same. Right? She looked great. She looked great. Um but yeah, this you can't like anybody in this movie. 
It's so it it and it's I love writing like that. So I'm yeah. very surprised they don't like this movie. You know it, what's funny about that too is they they pack their your main characters with very likable act known actors. Mm-hmm. Cameron Diaz very likable. Yeah. John Cusack John up Cusack. until this certain yeah. point until you get into the 2000s he's where he gets a little bit weird and cryptic and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's a very likable guy. Yeah. Um, Catherine Keener she's she's been that like yeah toyish. You know, strong woman. I loved her. Yeah, she's my favorite character. She stands for mayhem, and I, (laughs) I, I just stand back or fucking get engulfed in that shit, man. Have we have we seen a movie on this show that she was in? I feel like we might have. Mm -hmm. If nothing comes to mind, nothing comes to mind. But I I feel like we might. I'll I'll do some looking, and uh, I might I might tweet it out. Might tweet it out. But yeah, sorry to sorry to interrupt. It was just. No, no. I mean, like, like I said before, um, in many episodes, I talk about characters. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what I look for in a film: mm-hmm. character growth, analysis, and the setting wasn't really there as much, except for that. That's why I loved the dropping of the Jersey Turnpike because <laughs> that it creates setting right there, and it's like fall from God kind of mm-hmm. thing. So, and like a there, third of the film takes place on that turnpike, and you know. Malkovich talks about that. It's mm-hmm. it's otherworldly. It's 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 alien esque. It's mm-hmm. this that and the other. He's like the secret simulation. This this that yeah. was no simulation. Oh <laughs> the secrets of this film are already put right in front of your mm-hmm. face. Like the things that we're thinking about, mm-hmm. he's thinking about. They're thinking about. Yeah, they're everything they're, is very laid forward for you. And it's it's it, it's a nice grab. It, it, it's linear. It's mm-hmm. it, it works well, man. I don't know. It it does. I know you're not a huge film. I'm a huge fan of this film, but okay. I hated this movie. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> Let's get to the um, this was and this was the first time I'd ever seen this movie, um, and it will be the last. <laughs> but and then like the, this is I'm glad I've had so much practice at it because I I am able to separate my emotions and say this is a phenomenal film. I just hate its guts. Yeah. Like it's it's one of those moments where like there there are people in my life who I want to punch their lights out, but I think they're wonderful human beings. This movie is wonderful, but I want to punch his lights out. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's so, it just doesn't speak to me. Mm. And I can't tell you why. Because I like movies like this. Mm. I like weird shit. I like all these actors. I think we're like kind of flipping the script on both of our shits on this movie. You know what I mean? Mm Because we're we're very opposite and equal on on this level. And for whatever reason, I do like this movie. <laughs> um, do I think it's weird and obnoxious? Yes. Do I think it was necessary to be done? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it's the only film of its kind, and I think I it's going to be the last film of its kind. I, yeah. That's one why. That's why I tend to. Yeah. That's why I'm mm-hmm. going to go this route. I think you would. I think you would like. Sorry to bother you. Okay. At the very least, the first half. We'll look. The movie's it. fucking wild. The first and half. We will cover it. Yeah. All right, well, all I right. mean, both. It's 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 basically two different movies, but we'll talk about it. You know, down the road. I'll put it on the list. Right. Um, but I keep comparing it because there are so so many similarities in style, and I think if this movie had not been made, then that wonderful piece of art would not have been made. So I have to appreciate it even more. And it burns what's left of my soul to do so. I have very few hairs on my butt left to burn, <laughs> says I, I have to. I have to give it props because right, it is right. absolutely wonderful. But I hate it. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. So I, I think I've talked about 
all the stuff that really spoke to me is there when you watch this movie, you guys have seen this more than a few times, right? When you watch this movie, is there one thing that really stands out to you that might change my mind? Um, no, I know your mind's not going to be changed. I'm not even going to try to do that. (laughs) I will say as a final thought though, um, I mentioned this to you earlier, but Mm -hmm. this is my favorite movie. Dot, 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 dot. <laughs> to show someone when you're just hanging out movie day and it's like, what should we watch? Mm-hmm. You know, well, have you ever seen Being John Malkovich? No. It's like that. That's that's 90% of the times I've watched this movie. Okay. And I've, you know, a dozen times now of just like, like, see some shit. and it's not even yeah. about like at the end of it, like convincing you, Josh, to mm-hmm. like the movie yeah. or convincing whoever I'm watching with to like the movie. It's like, do you know John Malkovich? John Cusack? All right. Yeah. Watch this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And at the end of it, it's just like, it's your mind's blow. You know, it's not yeah. like book club time. Let's sit down and talk about yeah. it. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, we're gonna feel like fucking weirdos even trying to <laughs> analyze this movie. Honestly, that's the best that's, part. That's, if you're gonna watch a, if you're gonna watch yeah. a movie with a group of people, yeah. the worst part about watching a movie with a group of people is keeping that group of people quiet. Mm-hmm. And so this this movie. <laughs> <laughs> shuts messes, everybody up. messes with your head their heads enough where yeah. you can actually enjoy yeah. some time yeah to yourself absolutely <laughs> most of this movie i would okay i i usually watch movies from from my bed because i'm a lazy american <laughs> i got out of bed i got off my bed and stood in front of my tv for most of this movie just going what in the fuck is going on? Like, stopping though, to text us. Even, like, wait, wait. <laughs> every time I did that, I, every time I text you, you guys, I paused the movie. I was like, just wait another like fifteen minutes. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's I still not gonna make sense, if, but if, just wait. If that's a, this is the only movie to, for you to do that, and I think that's gonna be a, I think that's a win. Yeah, it's a win. I think that's it's what they wanted to get across. I most likely, they like we defeated. It made me feel so. They defeated Josh. We beat the final boss. Oh man, it just it made me so uncomfortable. Point. And I know that's part of what they wanted to do, so I I also have to give them props for that. Like you you accomplished at least one of your goals with me. And I kind of wonder since it is a Kaufman film and Spike Jones is like he's known for his wild cinematography. He does music videos mostly. Mm-hmm. And in like oh, short yeah. films. Like Really? No, he like did the uh, Buddy Holly. Yeah, he yeah. finally did Buddy Holly yeah. for Weezer, and uh, he did he did the sweater song too. Undone. Yeah, undone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's, I mean, he's he just Beastie Boys. Yeah, he yeah. like <clears throat> three yeah. or four of their songs. Yeah. Um, so he's known for his wild style, and he wants to he want like he it's intended to get, to be noticed, and Kaufman likes to make you not know what you feel, and I definitely don't know what I feel. Mm-hmm. I watch that movie, I feel dirty. I feel <clears throat> uncomfortable. I feel confused, even though I know exactly what happened. I'm still confused. He saw John Malkovich with a nice rack of lamb. And <laughs> so he hates the- <laughs> There you go. There it is. There I, I will piano. say, I will say, <laughs> the scene with Charlie Sheen, the first one, where he's like, are you sure you're not going crazy? That is the best scene in the movie, and I absolutely loved that. Right, Those right. two minutes were amazing. Right. They were amazing. What if there's some crazy love witch? Hey, let me get their number when you're done. <laughs> yep, that one. So that good. one. Oh man, alive! This movie's crazy. Yeah, see, I mean, again, it goes back to and casting. I think is a big part of it too, because sure. you talked about 
being uncomfortable, this, that, and the other. And they gave you a couple of people that you're comfortable with, with within John Cusack, yeah. Cameron Diaz, and Catherine Keener. Like, mm-hmm. those are comfortable names that you've seen. But they just, like, mutated them almost. <laughs> I know. It's the know? fantastic, most fantastic. It's like a it, it's I, dream I love that aspect. It's, it's, it's total dream. It's very dreamlike. Yeah. Now that you mention it, like, not, not in the way we normally talk about dreamlike. Mm-hmm. This is like an action... Bro, you want to hear about the dream yeah. I had last night? Yeah, like and that how they kind of inner turns wild. and twists, and then you know mm-hmm. everybody's doing each other, and everybody's and then I got other. locked in some nine-year-old's body for yeah. the rest of her life. Oh, seriously, and like now a thousand old people are mm-hmm. like going to go invade this nine-year-old's yeah. brain. So the end. Specu- <laughs> like getting getting back to our roots, and almost fan theory space speculation time. So we know that the captain took over John Malkovich's body and that they are going in like 40 years or, you know, when she, when the girl turns 44, they're going to jump into her body. So John Cusack is stuck there forever, right? Two, my two questions are, does John Cusack jump to the next person after that and regain his agency personal agency i don't i don't think autonomy no well they 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 all go to the next Mm -hmm. vessel together Mm -hmm. almost as like one person it's a system it's it's, 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 yeah and then they like lester is already however many people went Mm -hmm. into into his vessel Mm -hmm. to go to the next so it's all of them so if he's the question you asking the question from like a selfish standpoint Mm -hmm. as a puppet puppet master Mm -hmm. no i think Mm -hmm. he's turned i think he's turned off at that point he's Mm -hmm. not just I, like they obviously use his skill like as a puppet master to manipulate Malkovich's body mm-hmm. at that yeah. point if there's a hundred of us going into yeah. Malkovich maybe mm-hmm. you don't have that power but yeah. also at the end they also um, encapsulate the puppet that they are like, mm-hmm. as so now Charlie Sheen has a bald head and it's a comb over because he's yeah. now in somebody else and you know uh uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Doctor Lester has a full head of hair because mm-hmm. yeah. he had one before, which was a bald one before. You know, what I mean? yeah. So it's it's in a weird way. They're in ca- they are their own puppets. Yeah. You know, what I mean, they, yeah. they you can take the puppet out of the person, but the person out of the puppet, you can't. Mm-hmm. And you can always create and recreate yourself. Yeah. But I mean, it was weird. You know how they mm-hmm. try to put so many people into one vessel. Yeah. But it kind of stood out where they were. Kind of spreading, mm-hmm. and at the end they were talking about you know I I, I can make you live forever. Mm-hmm. They literally made their own rules for all this. Seriously, so yeah. it's kind of that's like what I'm that's, that's why like, I don't want to like. That's why it's the most break it down one of the, too the, one of the best yeah. movies that. Well, that's like, yeah. That like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask like those those rule breaking questions. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. My questions are are all about Cusack's character because he's the way the the last shot is framed. He is very clearly the, the focus of the real story. So. Trapped in that girl's body, assuming that he never regains his autonomy, mm-hmm. and he's trapped when they jump, and then trapped when they jump to the next one, and then trapped when they jump, is is he's in hell now, right? So the moment he that. jumped into that girl's body, he's eternally you can't, until until you the can't heat pick, death of the universe. You can't so, pick to not go 
with, with them, them the next but yeah, time. Because, but he also speak. never gets control of the body yeah. even for a day. Yeah. Because they're all waiting to that group of old people where mm-hmm. they bring in saying we can live forever. That's mm-hmm. who they're looking at. So yeah. now what they talked about before about shoving him into an unconscious yeah. is the same because now there's like 60 of them mm-hmm. and he's the only one there. They're waiting for her to like whatever come of mm-hmm. age into a certain point where they can actually jump to vessel to vessel or yeah. actually be okay with it. He's already there and he's trying to... But he's stuck. He's locked. He's already in that. He knows he, he's going to die a, there. He's in a straitjacket inside her mind. Like yeah. when she's looking at her parents, ironically... Uh, Lottie and Maxine, yeah. he's like, look away, look yeah, away. Yeah. And he has no control over the body yeah. and he just has to suffer. Yeah. So yeah. he gets tormented for the rest of his existence. As he should be. I, I agree. He, I agree. It's just that is, I am not afraid of anything. Like, I mean, that's a, I think that I mean, is the only afterlife that yeah. scares me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the whole thing, like invading his body for so long, becoming mm-hmm. obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. Controlling it's, him for almost a year. Yeah, it's, that's it's like a be careful what you and, and, what and, you wish for type thing. And playing mm-hmm. God, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, as a puppeteer, he he had that he had that uh, the God he, he played above, yeah. yeah, you know, and he was able to pull strings, and now he's he's mm-hmm. bound by them, you know. Boom. That's the thing that like Lester doesn't tell you is like yeah. there's there's twenty center centurions or centurions mm-hmm. or whatever that have passed into me as a vessel before coming you know what i mean that's not the thing that's like clear Mm -hmm. you know it seems like a great idea to be him until you realize like oh i would just be like one of one of of this stage of many stages before me Mm -hmm. yeah there's it's like you said you don't want to dig too deep into it because it will start to fall apart yeah because it's not it's not designed to be torn picked apart and and analyzed like that so in the spirit of respecting Kaufman's wishes in that way. <laughs> um, any last thoughts before we move to taco ratings? No, I think we covered them all twice. Uh, I just want to say with like the mirror analogy that you brought up before, mm-hmm. it's curious that like first time Cusack goes in to, he discovers the door and goes in Malkovich. He, in that scene, he's looking in the mirror, you know, mm-hmm. he's eating his English muffin and coffee yeah. at first, puts his dishes in the sink, goes to the mirror, grabs his keys looks in the mirror that's when yeah. you realize who you're looking at but i mm-hmm. thought it was yeah per- perfect yeah they brought up yeah when like the, you're a mirror version of yourself it's that plan through someone else's there's, eyes there's two and you, main you breakage realize, of mirrors yeah but you mm-hmm. realize john cusack is john malkovich mm-hmm. when john malkovich looks into the <clears throat> yeah. into the mirror mm-hmm. and that's that's yeah. an obvious yeah it's an obvious statement yeah. but they it's a it's a great plant and payoff yeah. because it's it's reversed it's the obvious point that reinforces the more subtle point that Greg has been talking about. Yeah. That's that's a really really good point. I had not thought about that. So um let's 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 all be let's all be the Foz man for a minute. Greg Taco rating. Um tacos. Love this movie for what it's worth. Um like I said before several times first before first after that there's never going to be another one like this Mm -hmm. um that's why i'm going to sit at a nice salad rating of 85 Mm -hmm. um characters are glorious in this movie and i'm a cusack fucking fan anyway (laughs) gross point blank is the last by the way 85 85 solid i mean i think they changed the game as far as um mental capacity maybe uh is a good word for without being a thriller Without being with it's a being kind of one, a, yeah. kind of a, a, a dark comedy, it's it's got thriller esque tones and mm-hmm. as far as shading and light work as well as far as that goes, yeah, eighty five. Alrighty, 
Let's all be Shasti. Uh, I'll give it an 87. Ooh. I give it an 87 because, okay. like I said before, mm-hmm. playing it for someone who's never watched it, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter if they like it or not. Yeah. From the start. Yeah. Like, you know, like when you put on a movie, you're like, I want you to like this movie too. It's my mm-hmm. favorite movie. Yeah. It's not my favorite movie. <laughs> but for that, it rates higher than some of my mm-hmm. my tops. You know what I mean? It's the shock value. It's Maxine. Yeah. It's yeah. Maxine. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. I put on the movie to be Maxine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for that. You want to get laid twice? You guys know me. I'm fucking. <laughs> I got a little bit of toxicity in my personality. That's why That's why I love this movie because it's a little bit toxic. And Fair enough. I fuck with it. Fair enough. Um. I give this movie an 88. Nice. 88? 88. They're going to say like... He's respectful. No, he, he, no, knows, I, he knows I, what it's I, worth. Oh, it's an 87. Oh. It's an 87 on... Uh, so the audience score, 87, 93 from critics. Well, this critic is giving it an 88. Oh, yeah. Uh, I respect I respect the quality of the product. I really do. It's just not a product that I ever want to consume again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know... Some things you don't have to eat twice. Yeah, we've all. This yeah, we, I was gonna say we've all had those meals. Like that was weird. Probably will never order that again. Yeah, like this is these like a this is chip or something. Well, I, I mean, I'll probably wind up doing that again. <laughs> this is this is this is a meal where it's like, I can tell all of the ingredients are fresh and very expensive. You're eating your potatoes and vegetables with your protein. You're cleaning your plate. It's I, out, of <laughs> out of respect. I see a meat and potatoes kind of meal. I would I would devour. This is caviar. <laughs> I'll I'll eat caviar. It's a weird once. hybrid caviar. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's weird caviar that looks like John Malkovich. Beluga whale caviar. No, <laughs> no this is like mercury. Whales are, ma- this whales is, are mammals, bro. This is like caviar. <laughs> with, <laughs> what I mean, beluga whale. It's Blue like whale. this is like caviar with mercury in it or something. <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah, it's gonna poison you. Exactly. Um, it's gonna mutate. But toxin watch it and and respect it and maybe you'll like it and maybe, i just don't maybe you won't and i'm gonna sit back here and just enjoy the fact that you watched it anyway because yeah you, you have to yeah. watch it <laughs> i agree i agree uh now the other thing you have to do is you have to like subscribe hit that bell notification if you're over here on youtube and get notified every time we drop a new video what might we we be dropping, you ask? Well, it's funny that you ask. We've got Cocktail Cinema coming at you every Sunday. We have a couple of other podcasts, including the Fozcast, mm. where everybody's favorite host... Sorry, Shasti. Everybody's favorite <laughs> host <laughs> interviews... I'm barely a host. Interviews I am some of your host. favorite the people. The talent, the talent, I know. The talent. Mm. Um, you can also see Hot Takes, where I torture myself for your enjoyment. Or thesis statement, where I torture you with my pretentious thoughts on everything entertainment. <laughs> that said, I'm not allowed to forget this anymore, and we didn't plug it one time. I wrote a book. <laughs> it's a book called Reaper, R-E-A-P-E-R. It is a young adult fantasy novel and the first in a series. You can find it on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, anywhere online you buy your books. If you just look up Josh Price Reaper... It's the one with Stonehenge and the moon on it. You'll be glad you did. Boys, address the audience. Let them know how you feel. Feeling pretty good here. As you know, as you've seen, we've kind of uh, revamped a little bit. We've brought in the masonry. We've got some uh, new things going, making it nice and homey for you. We're, we moved. We're yeah, on the up and up, <laughs> you know. Uh, 
we're just trying to make it better for you, make it better for us, and we got a lot of things coming down the pipe, and we're super excited as always. So oh, yeah. tune in. Oh yeah. I would also like to uh, point out that our favorite producer, the master of the mix, the king of the keyboard, produces, mixes, and often performs and writes the music you hear, including the beat you're listening to right now. Show him some love by following him on Instagram and Twitter. You guys find me, Shasi Got Bands, on Twitter and IG as well, yeah. With all that fun stuff out of the way, we'd like to say a big shout out and a thank you to all of our patrons. If you'd like to become a patron and pledge your soul and your monthly money to our cause, you can head on over to patreon.com slash opinions. There you'll find several different tiers with several different layers of perks. If you don't want to become a patron, every bit of interaction helps share this video or this podcast with your friends. Obviously hit the like button. And write yourself a comment. It doesn't even have to be about John Malkovich. Tell us what you think of a grilled cheese. With that said, my favorite phrase, say goodbye. Damn, you're good. <laughs> Security!